Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off The Crutch. I hope everyone is staying safe out there. Before I get into my guest, I want to share a couple things. First, some of you may not be aware, but Thursday was International Day of Persons with Disabilities. This day was created to celebrate people with disabilities all around the world. I saw many different posts on Instagram that were used to celebrate this day and bring awareness to disabilities. I want to share one post in particular. The post read, On this International Day of Persons with Disabilities, here are some reminders. Number one, disabled is not a bad word, which I totally agree with. Number two, ableism exists, which I totally agree with that. Number three, disabled people have a right to autonomy, which I totally agree with that as well. The last one, non-disabled opinion perspective has no place in the disabled narrative. So, When I saw this post, I commented and I said that non-disabled people have a right to their opinion as well, what I didn't foresee happening. Tons of people came at me to say that my perspective was wrong. Now, these people that were criticizing me also had a disability, so I was very confused why I was getting this hate from other people in my own community. It went as far as a particular person called me ableist for saying that non-disabled people have a right to their opinion, which really confused me more than anything. I wasn't mad about the comments that were said back to me and even invited the people on my podcast to continue the conversation. They did not accept the invitation, but I still believe that non-disabled people are valuable in the disabled narrative and they shouldn't feel ostracized just because they don't have a disability. So with that out of the way, (laughs) I want to introduce my next guest. Her name is Kristen Manifold. She lives in Columbus, Ohio. She is a graduate from The Ohio State University I got to know Kristen a while back on social media, like I do a lot of my guests, which is a great thing. Kristen also has cerebral palsy like me, a self-advocate, and I thought this would be a great time to have a discussion about self-advocacy and have another perspective of cerebral palsy to share with you all. So I hope you learn a lot from Kristen and enjoy this interview. So today we have Kristen Manifold here. How are you doing, Kristen? Hi again. How is everything going in Ohio right now with the coronavirus? Again, cases are rising, but in my personal life, everything's good. Churches are still open, so... Praise the Lord for that. I still have a job, which I'm very blessed to have. Yeah, so even though COVID cases are rising in the hospital, 
minutes are really around right now. My personal life has not been impacting. We, I did have a stay at home order. No, stay at home advisory in my county, but that has passed and it didn't really affect me because my job is in the other county. Well, that's so good to hear. You mentioned that you have a job, which is amazing considering what is happening around the country. What do you do at the moment? I work at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, and I work in guest relations. That seems like a perfect job for you. We talked before we started recording, and you have such a wonderful sense of humor, and you are very personable. So I think that is uh, such a good fit. What do you think? It's a really tiring position with the new procedures and stuff, but I get to form relationships with so many coworkers. I get to make friends in other departments. I actually had a conversation with a coworker a couple of weeks ago and she no he had a a sister with cerebral poly. Um and that was a good conversation. Um it made me think about my disability and how I view it as a good thing. And he, when I told him I had something more positive, he said he was sorry. And I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, sorry about what? Like, my cerebral party is a gift and it's good and like I don't know. Words are impactful. So be kind of so. Yes, I totally agree. What's interesting about cerebral palsy is that it's different for every single person yeah. because I have cerebral palsy and you have cerebral palsy, but it affects both of us in such different ways. How does it affect you uh, personally? It affects me to live independently with my grooming needs and my driving needs. And I can't drive. I can't do household things on my own yet. But I'm getting there. Um, I'm, I haven't moved on on my parents' house. And I hope to get to that point. I'm in the process of moving houses. My mom and her boyfriend are building a house. 
and the room I'm having has my own bathroom and my own bedroom, so it's kind of like a mini apartment without the kitchen. So I'm excited about that. Cool. That should be such a fun experience. Um, I remember when I went to college in California and lived by myself and also lived with a roommate. It's such a, a wonderful uh, experience to be independent in that way. But I also understand people's circumstances who have disabilities who can't yet get to that point. And there's no shame or um, feeling of negative uh, ways if you can't be out of the house, especially during this time, right? Yes. And like, I feel like in my, in the TOPS program, um, I felt so pressure, like, you need to be independent, you need to be independent, and it's hard to work on independent skills when you have a mom that can do everything for you, and yeah, running out of the house and she's making you lunch. And I'm like, thank you, mom. And I'm out the door. Well, let's stay with that for a second because I think sometimes when you have a, a physical disability that affects multiple parts of your body, like you mentioned with your job, it's very taxing. So there are things that other people can do to just make your life easier. It's not so much that you are completely dependent on that person because I'm sure that there are things that you can do that other people can do as well. They can just do it quicker and just makes your life better. Yes. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, I can do this. And then my mom goes, I can do it quicker. So she does it. And she's a very fast-paced woman. Yeah. And yeah, so. I also have a sister who's more developed mentally delayed than me. So I, so she has to care for her and me. So my mom and like, Fast, fast, fast. Efficient, yeah. Yeah. Even she walks fast. <laughs> I get that from her sometimes. I wish I could walk fast. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't uh, normally happen with me, but uh, that's great. Um, on Thursday, you probably knew that it was... International Persons of Disability Day. Did you do anything to celebrate? Or what are your thoughts on that day as it pertains to someone with cerebral palsy? I didn't do anything special for that day because I'm off Instagram until um, the new year. And... I personally didn't know about it until the day of, and um, 
I like to know ahead of time so I can celebrate these holidays days. Um, but I didn't get to know any of that until the day up and I feel like I'm only on Facebook right now and about want to post something um on Facebook about it because I feel like my disability community is more on Instagram and I made the mistake on Thursday commenting on a post that was on Instagram. And I would like your opinion because I saw this post and it was from an account that I'm not going to share just because I don't want it all out there. And it read on this International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Here are some reminders. And it went through a list of points. And the last point said, non-disabled opinion perspective has no place in the disabled narrative. And so I commented that non-disabled people have a right to their opinion. I did not um, foresee that tons of people with disabilities came and attacked me, which was so it was odd. It was very odd. But my whole point was with sharing my perspective was that non-disabled people definitely have a right to their opinion. And there are tons of non-disabled people that work in the disability community. You have people who are physical therapists, occupational therapists, special education teachers, special education professors. You have tons of uh, non-disabled individuals. And so for other disabled people to come and attack me was just odd. What are your thoughts on that? Well, one, even though we have a disability, we have the right of freedom of speech. We still have the amendments and disabled or not, we're entitled to freedom of speech. Am I right? You're right. And I find it interesting because I feel like people with disabilities in my circle support me and lift me up and make me feel good, and we don't talk down about each other because I, I don't want to say real because we're not an animal, but you don't see a lot of people with um, high-functioning disabilities um, on Instagram. So when I find one, I'm like, let's be friends. Let's lift each other up. Um, let's only lift each other up and let's only point, point 
point out stuff when point out our wrongs in a loving way, if that makes sense. Totally agree. So when I was going back and forth with this person, and when I say back and forth, I was acknowledging their perspectives and was inviting them to come on the podcast to Mm. continue the conversation. But near the end of it, she called me ableist because I say that I value non-disabled people's opinions. And I thought, whoa, so another disabled person is calling me ableist, even though I have a disability too. How does that make sense, Kristen? That doesn't make sense because you have a disability and people with, like, I feel like I'm teaching my, the people in my circle of influence about disability because I have a disability and on these OTs, PTs, speech and language pathologists, futurists, special educators, they need the lens of disabled persons to be a better, a better, on that one, a better, PTOT, Central Engineering. I have friends who are nurses. Like, I'm like we. They need that lens to to prepare them for the workforce. To be like, okay, I'm seeing a patient, or I'm teaching a student with cerebral palsy. I then impacted by that. I know what to do. That's wonderful. Yes, I think you're totally spot on with your insight on that. And yes, people can learn, go to a class to learn about those things, but the professor isn't disabled and they need that lens of someone with a disability to actually know their perspective because you can't just get information off of Google or um, YouTube or any type of platform and say, this, how, this is how a came with autism apps. Because they're all different. Like with any disability, like you can type in Kimmet Down Syndrome. That YouTube video might be different from who you're, who you're serving in the workforce. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Speaking of the workforce, you mentioned that you are currently working at the zoo, but before that, was it difficult for you to find employment because of your disability? What was maybe challenging prior to finding a job at the zoo? Fun fact, before Barnes and Noble, before I worked at Barnes and Noble, I never had a paying job. My jobs were all um, internships through the TOPS program. So Bonds and Noma were my first paying job. So, and then I'm on. I only worked at Barnes and Noble, and I'm only working at the zoo because of COVID-19. So I haven't had experience with employment outside of this, whatever you want to call it, era of COVID-19. This nightmare that we're living in. Yeah. Can you unpack the, the TOPS program? You said it a, a couple times, but what is that specifically? So the TOPS program is a program through Ohio State, through the Ohio State University's Nysano Center and the Nysano Center really wants to help improve people with disabilities. Then their whole mission and the top program is a program that helps people with disabilities um, um, get internships, we honor a class to get that class room experience. Um, we also have a, a class that is centered around employment and independent living skills. So what was some of the takeaways from the program? Ooh, big Probably more self advocacy. Like, I went to a program with four tops, and I didn't know how to advocate for myself. I remained silent because I was in fear of perfection and imperfection. And I didn't have the guts to say, no, I don't like this, or yes, I do like this, because that program was always like, you follow me, and you now have a say. And in the tops program, I can easily go to any, anybody that any staff person and say, look, I do not like 
this. Or I do like this because of X, Y, and Z. Or I can go to my academic advisor and say, hey, I need help on this because X, Y, and Z. And they didn't. I felt so free in the TOPS program to say what I wanted to say because I needed to advocate for myself. I think that's great. And I also found I didn't feel judged. Like, you feel this way, that is violent. Mm. It was pretty much, I understand you. Let's do this together because I am on your team. And I don't want to say the program that I was in before because confidentiality is kind of um, connected to the school district that I graduated from because when you hit 19, they don't want you out. They don't want you in the special room. So you go to this program. I know we only have a couple minutes left. So why don't you share, let's say, two things that you'd like people to know about cerebral palsy? I feel like what people need to know about cerebral palsy is that it's a very diverse, it's a very diverse disability and not every person with a disability is the same and cerebral palsy um, is that in itself and um, and you see someone in a wheelchair and someone without like it doesn't mean that they don't have cerebral poly. And I also want to leave anybody watching this, no, listening to this. <laughs> um, a one of encouragement that whoever you're talking to, disabled or not, don't use that at inspirational point because it can mentally and it can mentally mess up with their mind. Well, those are great tips to leave this interview with. So I thank you so much, Kristen, for being on, sharing your story and providing the listeners some nuggets of hope. Yeah. You are awesome. And I hope that we can have another conversation sometime soon. I love that. You have a great day. You too.